Hello. Can anyone hear us? Can anyone hear us? The world has ended. <laughs> there are monsters in our bunker with here here with us right now, excuse me. The world has ended. I'm looking at the sound file from that scream and it is just all <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we are in big trouble. The coronavirus has spread oh, everywhere. 100%, 100%. And we are locked down in the America's Hometown Horror Podcast studios right now. Our only saving grace, our only saving grace is shine through window cleaning. <laughs> they did happen to come by and clean our windows while we were down here locked in the bunker. This episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through is a family-owned and operated company proudly serving Plymouth and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own and believe in building their reputation on every job they do. I will say, get in touch with Shine Through today, even despite the coronavirus concerns, to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. That's 781-812-9189. You can also find Shine Through on Facebook.com or on the Twitter.com. I'm sure you can probably find them multiple places. They will come clean your windows during a coronavirus outbreak. They will not touch you. They will just clean the windows. They might even power and leave. wash your deck. You they don't might even, even power wash yeah. your deck. They might even stick their hands into your grubby ass fucking gutters. And remove coronavirus from your gutters. Is that accurate, right? Yeah. I, I would say that's 100% accurate. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, get in touch with Shine Through Window Cleaning. You can find them uh, 781-812-9189 or at Shine Through on Facebook. That's Shine, T-H-R-U, Window Cleaning. That's Shine Through Window, window Cleaning. cleaning. And God help us because the coronavirus is taking over. Right. Hey guys, they'll also disinfect your windows for the coronavirus too, just so you know. Um, lots of disinfecting going on right now. Everybody wash your hands. Blast What's off! up, everybody? Blast <laughs> off indeed. How you doing like out there? Time. How's everybody feeling? My name is Mike. Probably I'm, sick. Uh, <laughs> by now, you're. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you're the doctor. I haven't heard until so. <laughs> we, cor- we all are avoiding the coronavirus here on America's Hometown Horror. But, uh, you know, you know, we decided to discuss a movie that is very reminiscent of these coronavirus scares tonight. But first, I should introduce my co hosts. As always, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Catherine. Hello. Kat, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. How's everything going tonight? You happy it's, to be here? I'm so happy to be here. Excellent. Yep. I'm ecstatic. We also have a couple of co-hosts <laughs> who have joined us multiple times and are back for more. They just can't get enough of us. First one is Craig. I'm so excited. The sultry, <laughs> hard, smooth... <laughs> Hello. Tones Hello. of Hello. one Craig. Thank you. Reckler. Thank you. However Thank you. you spell your last name backwards. It's okay. Uh, Relic, but Keller. Relic. It's it's like Helen Keller. It's exactly the same. Yeah, as, except you're not blind, deaf, <laughs> and not blind, not blind, deaf, and dumb. Right. Just, uh, so you are dumb. dumb. Just dumb. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's fine. 
And joining us again for another week is Seth of the Squeegee Life Podcast. Seth, what's up, man? What's happening, guys? How are we? Very good. Thanks so much for joining us. Of course. So, I feel like tonight we specifically picked a topic that is topical, pardon my pun, uh, because there's a lot of scares going on right now around the world, and when this drops uh, a couple days from now, who knows? More things, people will things be, might all be, be worse. dead. We might all be there dead. could be uh, coronavirus outbreaks everywhere. Uh, you never know, but hopefully it's better. And that is 28 Days Later, which we will get into in a little bit. Um, I had a very short intro in our outline for this episode. I don't think anybody watched anything interesting. Uh, I did. Kat did. Sorry, I did. go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Well, Nobody can see you raise your hand, by the way. I know, I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I just... I, just go raised habit. hand. And I'm like, wee, pick me, pick me, pick um, me. So I watched a scary movie um, relative to this week. There's a zombie movie that was awful that just happened to <laughs> pop up after I watched 28 Days Later. And What's it, was, it called? Um, Night of the Living Dead Reunion? Resurrection? Resurrection? Uh, Resurrection, yes. Jesus, I don't even remember the name of the movie. So, um, I think it was in 2002 that it was known? No, the rest, the rest, whatever. Where did you watch it? Um, I watched it on my laptop. You watched it on Hulu? No, what, what streaming service? Oh, on Hulu. You watched it on Hulu, okay. Hulu. Yeah, Um, but it was terrible. It was absolutely awful. But, I mean, when you talk about zombies, there's, like, so many different types of zombies. So, like, there's the zombies in The Walking Dead that, like, you know, they kind of, like, sloth, like, slime, slimy kind of, like, slug their way to wherever they're going. They're not running. Kind of give you the slimy slime vibe. Yeah. Then there's, like, the ones that we just finished watching in Daybreak that are saying their last thoughts that are, like, Lululemon pants are on sale. And, like, they're just kind of walking down the street, like, in this weird thing. And it's really funny. Mm -hmm. But So what kind of zombies were in in this movie? (sighs) Well, so people would get bit, and then they'd turn, in the same sense of The Walking Dead, they turn pretty quickly once they died, and then their eyes would go white, and then they would just immediately, like, turn to the closest person that they saw and just eat them. Like, they would just have this, like, mm-hmm. crazy tension. Insatiable like, desire yeah. to eat other humans. Yeah. Like most zombie movies. Like most um, nymphomania. But, I mean, there's yeah. just different types of zombies out there. You know, the slow ones, the fast ones, the ones that talk. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, like, all different types I'm, of I remember movies. watching World War Z, and I was like, oh, my God, they run too fast. Yes. Like, That's way too scary. Yes, uh, yes, romantic Oh, like, with, uh, with with the kid from the X Men movies, oh, yeah. plays oh, Beast, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Nick, like Nicholas Holt. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was almost uh, the new Batman instead of right. Robert Robert Battinson. He was uh, he Robert was Pattinson. almost the new yeah. Batman, Nicholas Holt. Robert Battinson. I like where we went. So with that. how how was that movie, by the way? Uh, oh, the uh, like romantic the, comedy. The, yeah, one? the one with him in it. I cannot remember the name. It was a really cool concept. It kind of gave me that Zombie Land kind of vibe to it, mm-hmm. where it's like. More uh, of the comedy aspect. There were huge parts of that movie that gave me a vibe to 28 Days Later. Uh, gave me a vibe to Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like uh, a lot of mixtures of like homages paid to zombie movies of the past, and they did their own uh, their own twist on it. Okay. 
And see, I feel like that's the inherent problem with zombie movies, right? Is that every single zombie movie is ripping off some other zombie movie from some other time. True, it's true, it's true. been done. Yeah. It's a dead genre. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there where you can see it. Uh, the Walking Dead has been going for like fucking the last 35 fucking years. Yeah. I would disagree that it's, still it's a dead, though. I would disagree that it's dead. I would say... Of all genres of horror right now, recently, in the past 10 years, there's been more, um, there has been more creativity brought in the zombie aspect than pretty much any other genre that's gone on. Like, you Mm -hmm. have World War Z, like, you have all the movies you listed, there's comedy, there's super aggressive, there's this act, like, Mm -hmm. access to it, and, uh, I would say that zombie movies have made a comeback. Well, World War, World War Z uh, is an underrated movie, and I love yeah. Brad Pitt. He's great. Uh, you know, whatever reason, I will I th- watch. I think that's more homage to Mel Brooks's son, Max. Correct. So yeah, Max Brooks wrote World, World War Z. A serious movie. Has, the movie has his son seventy eight years old. Well, the movie got, he actually got away from his father, who has correct Mel Brooks. So, was, like, arguably one of the funniest Jewish people next to Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, he made he made he made he made Young Frankenstein. Right. How can you complain about My favorite about movie that? of all time. <clears throat> right. right, right. Um, but I mean, so World War Z, the movie was nothing like the World War Z book, which I Correct. have and I've read. I've I've read, obviously. Nerd, nerd. nerd. Um, Shame. Oh, yeah. Shame. So Max Max Brooks also has a, a book coming out later this year that I'm going to buy the day it comes out about uh, apparently a Sasquatch invasion of a certain like uh, RV camp, which it sounds like it's right up his alley because he does satire perfectly. Sounds like it's going to be a good blend of like horror and really? comedy. Which well, I like. let's be honest, Sasquatch is real, and we all need to. Sasquatch that. is real. I, I am, I'm with you on. That. Yeah, he's 100%. a fourth dimensional so, being who hey, hides from the man who killed Hitler and then killed Bigfoot. Yes, movie. that's correct. It does exist? Yes, it does. And it has Sam Elliott. Does so. exist? It does exist. Um, all right, so you watched other zombie, uh, somber movies other are my favorite zombie movies in yeah. preparation for this. You I did. Just, but I want to just watch something else, just to have something else to talk about. I so guess. I guess uh, I'll go around the horn here. Uh, obviously, Twenty Eight Days Later is disqualified. I'm from this. What is your favorite zombie movie? And Cat, I will start with you. I guess I I. If you're talking about TV series, obviously I've been watching The Walking Dead since it's, since you got me into watching it. Well, I went. I mentioned movies, but the, that can count. But we'll yeah, I, I understand. Um, movies, I'd probably say Zombieland because I think it's just a funny type of riff on zombies versus a serious. I mean, it's serious, but it's it's a horror comedy kind of. Right. I mean. Okay. I like Zombieland. That would be my pick. Okay, Craig. What about you? I go with uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead, yeah, because it's a. It's I will count spoofy. that as a zombie movie. Yeah, of course, it's a zombie movie, but it's. I mean, it's dead coming back to life, which essentially is the same thing as a zombie. Evil Dead is about as much of a zombie movie as the movie that we're going to talk about tonight right, is. Right, right, right. Yep. yep, some sort of plague or disease has cursed the land, or you know. a cursed book that, or a cursed book, yeah. that rains down <laughs> the evil curses oh onto other the people. Lights. Right, 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 right. Sesh, I would say for me. Simon Pegg is one of my favorite actors, directors, producers, whatever you want to say. Shaun of the Dead, to me, I will argue, is the greatest zombie movie I've ever watched. 
It very well could be. That's a great, 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 great movie. Oh. A movie <laughs> super good. Has no Ooh. flaws. Are we going to build a wall? We're gonna, uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Let's not, di- let's not divide our, our listeners here. Um, I think our listeners... All great talk. choices. I feel like my choice has to be <clears throat> Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead by Romero. Uh. It was groundbreaking, revolutionary, uh, very satirical, like most of Romero's zombie movies have been. He's cinematically huge. Yeah, um, the um, the gore, the special effects are special unbelievable. Effects started a whole genre just on the special effects yeah. alone. What's yeah. the uh, Quentin Tarantino, George Clooney one? Oh, uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Does that count? Vampire movie? Oh, no, vampire movie. Yeah. no vampire but movie. very similar one. Vampire okay. Zombie is yeah. not that far no. off. I, I will give you that. Yeah, I, I, will, I will say it's same Se- premise. Separate thing. Separate thing, though. Yeah, Somebody taken over by bloodlust. It's yeah. really not that far off. Yeah. They've also both genres genres have been overdone to the max. Uh, vampire 100%. movies and zombie I really movies. Don't so like vampire, when you except for what we do in the shadows, I don't like vampire stuff really. Yeah, again, the comedy aspect of it. Yeah, that's yeah, you know, Shaun of the Dead. Right. Um, one of my favorites. I know we're not even on the topic, but Interview with a Vampire is one of my favorite vampire movies that's ever a, done. Just a great it's movie. a really, great it's movie. really well done. The acting's well done. There's a lot of great actors in that movie. Who, if you look back at it, right, were famous but not to the otherworldly famous that they are now. Cruz and Brad Pitt and Christian uh, Slater, Christian Slater, uh, Winona Ryder. Uh, what's right? her name? The young girl. Yeah, Winona Ryder. Oh uh, no, no, um, no, no, um, no, Winona Ryder. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, what's her name? Uh, Chicklet Spider Spider Man. Chicklet Teeth. Mary Jane. Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst has Chicklet Teeth. Oh my yeah. god. Yes. <laughs> Antonio Banderas <laughs> is in that. That's right. I forgot Antonio. Yeah, he's, he's the weird. European he just got nominated vampire. for an Academy yeah. Award. Bunch he didn't win. But studs. oh my god, what and a nomination! And, alone. and then there's so there's a bunch of studs, and then there's alone. Kirsten Dunst. You can't close her fucking mouth like Kristen Stewart. Ugh. Oh my god. Ugh. Absolute, absolute force of all time. Oh god. So, have yeah. you been listening to past episodes, or do you actually share that belief with Andrew? Because Andrew's, Oh no, I feel like I inherited we saw, that belief in Andrew. Okay, so because we, we. I think I started that. We honest. did an episode. Oh, right. inside of Andrew. Uh, <laughs> inside yeah, of him. I've been inside that. Andrew. Ew. Oh no. Ment- too far. Too Mentally. far. Mentally. <laughs> Maybe physically. It's <laughs> getting yeah. weird. Metaphysically. Metaphysically, I think Andrew's gonna be offended by this. Well, we did did an episode about a month ago on a new movie that came out called Underwater, which Kristen Stewart was the main star in. It was it was a very very good movie. The entire no, she didn't close her mouth. Oh, she didn't. Andrew was just saying that she can't shut her fucking mouth. No, she can't. She's the mouth breather, like from yes, yes, she's the female actor equivalent to. Uh, Christian Slater. Yeah, just... Uh, Snarky, annoying, <laughs> but is in everything. So Christian what are you going to Agreed. Everything? Uh, Agreed. In the uh, 90s, Christian Slater was in what everything. What I think is funny is uh, Panic Room. She's like, what, 13 in that movie? Have anyone ever seen Panic her. Room? Mm-hmm. No. I've I seen Panic Room. Yeah. Oh, what's her name? It's not Helen Hunt, but it's like one of those... Oh, well, oh, 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 uh, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Jodie yeah. Foster. Oh, it's me, Jodie Foster. It's some old lesbian. So you have two women, two women not lead roles that can't close their fucking mouths. And then Kristen Stewart's a of little bitch just going... Of course I'm going, I'm busting yeah. your balls, busting your balls. It's awful. There's so much wrong with um, being lesbian. 
Don't say that. I'm honestly kidding. I'm not I didn't forget about your comment, by the way. So we did we did finish watching Daybreak. Yes. That show was terrible. Oh no, I didn't think it was that bad. That show sucked the fattest fucking cock. It fucking blew on a smell level. Where we at? On a smell? No, 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 no. A microwave smell level. No, 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 no. Out of one to ten, ten being the smelliest, like. Home Depot poop you've ever smelled. Like, Stop where it. Poop store poop? No. Uh, poop store poops. Hot garbage. No. Hot millennial no. liberal like, like there might be pandering bullshit no, garbage. No, so there no. might be like blood in the stool. Liter- yeah. Spoiler Ew. alert for Daybreak what? if you haven't seen Daybreak. Literally at the end, the guy, the main character in the entire show. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> no, he's not Bernie Sanders. Um... Joe he Biden. he defeats the villain, <laughs> and he saves the girl that he loves from utter death. And she literally says to him, "Oh, I'm not to be saved by you. I'm going to go do this thing instead." Like fuck. After she's been saved. After she's been saved. That's very convenient. Fuck like you. <laughs> Double middle fingers. Fuck you. I fucking hated that show. That show sucked. Balls. I liked it. I thought it was Don't good. Fucking wa- yeah, you know what? Watch it. Yeah, I liked it. Watch it. That show stunk out loud. I thought it was fucking funny. Sucked I it was a different. fat cock. Hashtag me too. Right. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Talk about just you know, I, I'm 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 33. Talk about uh, just a show that was not aligned with any of my interests for anything. It was just so millennial, well, just douchey, fucking then, stupid. No, what? Well, I, I, saw, I, saw, I would have to it was interesting. For that. There so, were Kat, there were interesting your point parts. Of view on it? What's your point of view? I. I liked it. I thought it was fun and interesting, and I thought that it kept my attention when I was doing something else. Like I have oh, shows. Would you be doing other well, things I while have, watching? It? I watch. So it sounds like, like you're watching like a pottery show. I I watch that you're shows like, maybe I'll make pottery at some that, like point in time. things I don't need to really pay attention to. Well, Kat suffers from attention. I deficit yeah. Disorder. I have to be doing like clearly. five things at once. Clearly, <laughs> but she's undiagnosed. Well, mm-hmm. only, so only men opinion, suffer from ADD. I feel like she has ADHD. I need oh. to do like. Three things at one time. Like, I'm watching TV, I am have something on the stove, I'm cutting up something else for whatever, I'm doing laundry, like, there's, I'm, I have a lot of things You're going on to, at one time. Which is what you did for this movie, by the way. Are you also yeah. being a boss bitch most times? Uh, I feel like you are. I'm not a boss. She is, uh, she's, a, she's waking Praying, slaying. Am I? Yes, queen. Am yes. I? Yes. Yes. Am I woke? Am no. I woke? No, you're not. No, woke. absolutely uh, not. I've heard you talk outside like this I'm, podcast. If you were, if you were woke, we would not be married. Oh. That's correct. I feel like I'm wide awoke. Yeah. No, you're uh, you're no. you're no. wide for you're like stereotypical. I'm awoken. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've heard how she awoken. Asian <laughs> restaurants, and I would go. You are not woke. I am awoke. I am you, woke. Honestly, if you're if you were woke, you, are you awoke? You'd, you'd know because I I'd, I'd, I'd tell you that you were too woke. I have uh, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I, I, I've heard I've heard your version of someone Being you woke? would order Chinese food woke? from, and I would say I no. I don't know what you're saying. True. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't been on Facebook in like t- ten years. So uh, I didn't that's, get this from that's Facebook. That's actually pro- it's a, that's no. a good thing. That's a good yeah. thing. You don't need Facebook. No. Facebook sucks, and Mark Zuckerberg stinks. Right. So I, think not I, support him. I think I said Mark Zuckerberg. Like in well, the, you paused it. Bird. Oh, I'm still going. 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 Oh, I'm still going.
All right, so I think that probably takes us into our topic of the night. All right, so here we are, Paul and Harvey. we are talking Good about day. Good day. Good day. We are here to talk about a movie that is, uh, unfortunately, politics increasingly more and more relevant by the day. So we were all talking uh, earlier this week about what we wanted to do for the next episode. And the next episode, stop it. Cat can't stop laughing. Um, Why is it my fault? You're laughing too. I'm not laughing. Obviously, if you're uh, aware of the news these days and what's going on in the world, there's squeaky chairs. And there's also the coronavirus, which is out there. And uh, You can't get it when you drink Coronas. Can't get it when you drink Coronas. We should have got Coronas. Common, we should have had Coronas. Common oh, retarded misconception go away. is that the Corona beer doesn't give you... They actually have said that... They actually have said that Corona sales are down yeah. since the outbreak of this virus. The common... Um, so we're here, obviously... You know what speed you know, Non-retarded. It's a, <laughs> it's a very scary thing with the coronavirus right now. Contagion. Um, no, it goes... Mike, I gotta be honest. You have to leave like half a little. It's fine. I've accepted that. I've accepted that. All right, cool. So, um, not a cranberry fucking seltzer, but this Bud Light. Uh, well, the coronavirus. Yeah. Fucking. Continually, you hear about more and more stuff, and they've. uh, I've seen videos and and factoids and all this bullshit. Just recently, our hometown. Mm-hmm. Schools, schools, the entire public school system Correct. has been closed down. Correct. Because Today. one idiot went to Italy. Like, oh, you know how they shut no, down? No, it was a class trip. They went to Italy. I can't believe they still went. That's being like, oh, we had a class it trip to Wuhan. Well, it had to have been. It had to have been when the was outbreak was in its infancy. Vacation. Otherwise, they wouldn't have sent them. Yeah. I feel like everybody's being overcautious now, including the company that I work for, which shall remain nameless. That sucks. Um, Which brings us yeah. back to twenty eight days later. It's yes, the same fucking. Yeah, thing. so we were talking about like you know what what movie could coincide. Twenty eight appointments later. Twenty eight oh, appointments later. Yeah. yeah, you want to kill yourself after that? So. Yeah. yeah. What movie could coincide with this rapid outbreak of a scary disease that we have going on in the real world outbreak. right now? And Kat always, always, always talks about how real world things scare her. And I feel like there's nothing scarier. Nothing is more of a threat to the human race than an outbreak of a disease. And that is exactly God, what that. 28 Days Later tackles. So I think I'd just stay home. Yeah, probably. Well, we could all stay home, but... Uh, we need to get some more food and I, wine. I think the point of this... Yeah, lots of wine. I think and you other need, You need a fallout shelter is what you need. <laughs> the point, the this point is of, the fallout shelter. This is the fallout oh, shelter. The yeah, we're thing. here. We're in the right recording here. studio. Is this oh where I'm going to die? Maybe. I don't, I don't want to die here. On your here. couch. No. <laughs> we are not dying here, sir. Don't Sluts worry. on that couch. I'm not interested in that, but yeah. So... You know, yeah, obviously, uh, um, um, 28 Days Later is a movie that's been out for almost 20 years now, which is crazy to think about because I remember seeing it when it first came out. Same. Uh, scarily relevant to situations today. So I guess before we get into the what, details of everything, go into some trivia, all of our normal categories that we do, overall <laughs> thoughts on the movie. Craig, I will start with you. Uh, very realistic. Uh, I feel like humanity shows kind of at its worst and in its best, depending on which viewpoint. 
militaristic or just survival kind of thing and um uh, they both they both play a huge part of this movie and uh it's it's crazy like i feel like this could actually happen <laughs> like, yeah as far as like even like chernobyl like the russian government oh God, after yeah. chernobyl was just yeah no 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 everything's fine everything's fine like even if there was all right so say instead of a nuclear disaster there was an a chemical disaster of an outbreak. Mm-hmm. It would be the same thing. It was just like, how can you trust anything? Well, keep in mind, it, it, we plays, it plays in point to my... <laughs> within two miles of a nuclear power right, plant. Right, 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 right. Also, but it's, it's, de- it's, it's, it's decommissioned at this point. But We don't live in a communist country, so we're... Also fine. true. Right. Also true. But we also don't have a huge area of woods that uh, we can't go in because we'll die of... Radiation poison. So yeah, yeah. not not at yeah. this point. Yeah. Not, yeah. not yet, at least. Not yet. Uh, at least not we'll yet. only be mad at Who gives a fuck about those people? <laughs> yeah. so uh, uh, I just I just think it was it was uh, very it was very uh, realistic, and, and it's crazy. I looked at when it was made, and it was eighteen fucking years ago. That's insane to me. This is before any conspiracy theory like that I heard of came out. Like it was just. I think it was above its time as far as crazy realistic slash yeah. it could happen. Kind Agreed. Of thing. Yeah. Speaking of realistic, uh, Catherine, I know that you have been a big time proponent of being a fan of realistic scary movies. I personally, That's correct. I personally think this movie is realistic, and I know that you and I have gone back and forth in this. So, what are your overall thoughts of Twenty Eight Days Later? Go ahead. Oh, me? Sorry. I I, 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 I I had the inflection like I was going to ask another question, but I was not going to, so go ahead. Sorry. I'll um, cut that out. I think that the movie was okay. <laughs> um, honestly, oh, well, it was you have kind a contract like, point no, of view. No, no. I mean, it's, it was okay. Um, I mean, I watched it. It was kind of a lot like a lot of other movies. It did seem more realistic than other movies in the sense that, like, you know, it was shot a while ago, so it has, like, an older element. It's almost, like, a more realistic element than it is today. Like, when you see movies today, like, they don't look real at all. Like, there's certain things that look completely fake in movies that you're like, that can't ever happen. So, I like the aspect that it kind of looks like it's actually being recorded. Like, it seems like it's been... It's it's real. Um, and the whole scene with London, with it all shut down, was really cool. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, there were parts of it that were good. I liked... I really liked the um, alternate ending. Okay. We'll get I won't to that. give we'll, all this away, but we'll, we'll I get to I that. We'll did, get to that. So, so I guess yeah, our, it's all right for our listeners. It's okay. You are a <laughs> constant proponent for realistic type movies. Yes. Yet you're saying that you don't like this movie. Well, I so what I mean, I'll ask is just to set the you know the base for everybody. What are some of your favorite horror movies, and what do you consider to be the scariest horror movies that you like? Um, so everyone knows where you're at. Top three are The Ring, Saw, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake with Jessica Biel. Um, so those are my top three, top three movies. Um, and I think that they're just, I don't know, I, 
It the I'll, the ring is like you know the scary person that's in the corner that's like Samara and like you know the grudge kind of relates to the whole like Asian scary horror thing, and um, saw it I thought it was terrifying in a lot of different ways and I love the ending many people did and whatever and my other what what else to say oh the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah because I feel like that could really happen that's like you don't know where the other face is. You know, like that could that could. That's so you know, that's a shot, like a, essentially a shot for shot remake of the first. Right movie. of the first, yes. But right. I like the I like the newer one better. Sure, that's fine. Same with you with it. Yeah, I like the of first course. one better. You like the second one better. Correct. It's remake, what it's what say. makes us different that makes us great, mm-hmm. but not really because we hate everything that's different about everybody. Yeah, I know. So, is that did I answer your question? You did. You did. <laughs> you answered my question. <laughs> you did. You did. You got to it. So for, thanks, tw- thanks. for 28 days later, <laughs> I just think this just might be the scariest quote-unquote zombie movie ever made. It very well may be. Scariest you're not, you're not ever wrong. made? I mean, name, what, a, what? name a zombie movie that's scarier no, than I, this. No, right? I, so many opinions about this. I, I like because I like I'm, the I'm zombies because in this the zombies they run at you mm-hmm. and they're scary. So. Right. So that was actually one of my points that I had here, too. So it popularized the fast-moving zombie movie or show. Um, wasn't the first movie or show that did this. There was uh, 1985's Return of the Living Dead, uh, not directed by George Romero. It was a zombie movie that was ripped off from George Romero that actually had fast-moving zombies. That was the first time they were on screen. But this movie actually kind of brought them back to the forefront of popular culture and, uh, you know, had them kind of running around and, and tearing shit up. Um, this movie, while I love it, it's brutal. That's the best way that I can describe it. Uh, the violence is gritty, disgusting, realistic, graphic, and it does not paint a good overall picture of humanity. No. Uh, when society breaks down, this is a very pessimistic movie, it, uh, it it makes you think that everyone is out to get you if, if shit is to hit the fan, which, who knows? Hopefully someday it doesn't happen to us, but, you know, I, I think this is a very realistic depiction of what might happen if a virus were to take over the world. Uh, between the ending with the soldiers luring women to their, you know, outpost to turn into sexual slaves. Uh, the rage virus is a metaphor for many things, which we'll talk about. But I just thought that, you know, it was uh, it was a great movie that you know has a lot going on. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it was it was very realistic. I feel like because the first thing I expect humanity to do with faced with an, uh, a a problem is to murder each other, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, steal, murder, yeah, take advantage yeah, of, yeah, and yeah. just pretty much do yeah. whatever you need to do to survive. That shows right? my general lack of faith in humanity. So, I understand. Yeah. 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 No, so I feel like Mike would agree with me in this point of view. And so, in 2002, zombie movies are dead. Don't exist. And this movie came out and revitalized the whole genre. And revitalized it in many ways. It gave you you Mad Max-like apocalyptic-type things. It gave you... um, it gave you, like, the Resident Evil kind of feel to it. You got I Am Legend. I got uh, Shaun of the Dead out of that. Like, uh, 
Hell, you you don't have Walking Dead without this movie. This movie revitalized a genre that had died in the 90s and, and, and 80s. Mo- yeah. Mostly the 80s, but the 90s. And this movie came out and gave you that like first person. Like You have to look at 2002. Like PlayStation 2 had just come out, right? So you have Resident Evil 2 had just been out. Just come out. This movie re- revitalized like survival horror. Like that whole genre got going because of this movie. So you got like Mad Max meets meets Dawn of the Dead going on here. You had people freaked out about like the whole Y2K thing that had happened. You're just getting people like virus concern. Like what was our biggest fear at the time was chemical warfare. This this movie gave you everything. Brought you some great actors. Kelly and Murphy in this movie. Um, I, I want to say his name is Gleason. Brendan Gleason. The older guy who ended up contracting uh, the virus and like keeping his daughter away. I think his yeah. name was Brendan Gleason. Uh, uh, a great British actor. Matt I. Moody from yeah. 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 Oh, that's the Harry yeah. Potter yeah, guy. Yeah, the guy with the weird eyes that's like twisting around. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, I thought it was the but other But this movie oh. revitalized a lot of genres, in my opinion. And. Um, really did a lot for the mid-2000s to the late teen area and bringing back. I mean, Walking Dead isn't a thing for people without this movie, in my opinion. No, I I, I agree with that. I mean, I I feel like there's versions of it in cinematic history, but, I mean, I I feel like Mad Max came out a little bit before this movie, but it was also... The, the 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 concept of it is, is the well, that same. whole apocal- apocalyptic um, right, right. like something has taken over. So you got like yeah, but then, it was the first zombie movie that kind of gave you Mad Max and Dawn of the Dead at the same time. So right. like you could you could pull fantasy in, you could pull a lot of people right, into this right. movie. The way they shot it kind of gave you like that. I don't want to say Blair Witch vibe, but gave you that like like. Point yeah, of view camcorder yeah. look to it, you know what I mean? A lot of the shots but felt not, really yeah. raw and like yeah. uncut. That was intentional too. Of, they yeah. they did a lot of the gritty type of uh, like they shot it on like old school film to make it seem like it was that type of thing. Yeah, yes. yeah. And I feel like the movies in not high definition right. on purpose. On purpose, yeah. Because mm-hmm. because the, the capability was there at mm-hmm. the time. And I just yeah, feel like it revitalized well, an entire scene. Of movies that people at that point in time had loved from the 80s and 90s and brought it back. And brought it back in a way to tie in two or three In a huge genres. way. Yeah. Brought it back in a huge yeah. way because there were a lot of zombie movies that yeah. followed. So they were probably the catalyst of all the shitty zombie horror. A lot of good too though. A lot of, a lot of like Walking Dead isn't a show anyone's watching without that movie in my opinion. Yeah, but who's watching The Walking Dead now? Well, Everybody. millions, I millions am. of people, but millions and millions, not as Ooh. not as many yeah. millions Ooh. as before. Which yeah. Yeah. I used to be, I used to be number one, yeah, but, first in line when, when fan you, for Walking Dead. Three? We're still watching Four. now, but it, it got yeah. it stopped being good about we three seasons and then ago. We picked it back up. Yeah, and it's it's okay and now. Then we had it's a binge, fine. and now we're about, all caught up. We haven't watched the recent. Kind of one of those things, like you know how, like when you watch you the, the Star Wars prequels, sounds like you're you needed to see them the through to the end. A little bit, yeah. You need to know this. I, I need, I need to see it through to the end. I need but to like, see how it. But finished. this gives you like Eli, right? Like you've seen Eli. Like, this gives you 
That movie brings a lot. You of, mean the Book of Eli? Yeah, with the Book Denzel? of Eli. Yeah, yeah, yeah good it, movie. It brings in yep. a lot of like survival, apocalyptic plus zombie. There's not just one aspect to this movie. It revitalized that whole survival, like apocalyptic end of the world shit, and then gave you zombies in the aftermath. Because I mean, people don't realize like four or five years later, like Zombieland was fucking blowing up, like. I remember from, like, 2007 to 2012, you couldn't go to the theaters without seeing a zombie movie. It was that yeah. big. 100%. No. 100%. And it, it definitely, like you said, revitalized a genre that was a genre that was Pretty much dead. dead. Yeah. And things have kind of come full circle because in 2020, I feel like fatigue from The Walking Dead and other movies have kind of brought it back to that same place. There's nothing interesting happening with the zombie genre anymore. I haven't really seen an interesting zombie movie in a couple of years. Yeah. The Walking Dead is just out there existing, and I watch it because it has awesome the uh, creature great. effects. They're great. They do they do a fantastic job, and I, I want it to do well because it's a horror show that's on TV, well, and it just it's it is what it is. The so point. sci-fi like, they just is need back to end now. it. They yeah. need to end it. Yeah, it's, sci-fi it's, is back now. It should have yeah. yeah. it should have ended like two years ago. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you have like Lost in Space, which I don't know if anyone's watching that show, but no. if you haven't watched that show, it's amazing. You have Stranger Things, like you have that whole like sci-fi horror aspect kind of making a return as well too. And I feel like every ten to fifteen years we like redo something that was popular. Yeah. And and, and we're just done with zombies now and now it's it's moved into the sci-fi yeah. realm. Yeah. So with that being said, um, so, uh, 20 Days Later came out in 2002. I will give you a few horror movies, popular horror movies, that came out in 2002. If you've seen them, let me know if 28 Days Later is better or worse than these movies, okay? okay. I understand that there's going to be a portion of these movies that I'm the only one that's seen them. Okay. But if, you, if you've go seen them, ahead, let me know. Ahead. First one, I know Kat can answer this, and I'll let you go first. The Ring. The Ring was way better. Can you, like, elaborate like a podcast host, maybe? Oh, elaborate why The Ring was better? No. Well, because it was a way better movie. That's why. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? Why was, was it, it better? better acting? Was it better I written? mean, dude, I could go on for 20 minutes about The Ring, but I'm not gonna. But I mean, we're we're going to do an episode on The Ring eventually. It's way scarier. It's a better yes, movie than this, a, I think. It's scary. It's a better it's movie. It's a scarier it's... movie than this. For sure. And it's I don't know very about a better movie. Real. Like, ve- that's a way more real situation as a person. What? No, 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 what? no. Hold on. Like, wait, 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 wait. That, 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 that can't skate. You don't think the ring Incorrect. is real? No way! You think the premise of oh the ring yes, is more realistic than the premise of 28 Days Later? Yes. A girl who dies. Yes, is and not, you will no. die in seven days. I think days. you're using Let's the incorrect words here. Person. Or it might be more fantasy. No, so, no, so, no, so no. If I were to go plug a videotape, a VHS cassette into my non-existent VHS, you might eat me. It would have to be a videotape that was created by a um, a, a ghost, by Samara. She so not real. She created the videotape to spread her <laughs> Un- word. So not a real thing. Yes. And still scary. So by... So scary! Your imagination. Yeah. No, I mean, there could be a curse somewhere out there, Ghosts and all of a sudden I might have the pressure to have to, like, contribute to it. Well, no, this, this goes into is magic slash... Devils and superstition. Harry Potter is real. 
Like Annie? Harry Potter! Like um, it's, it's all related. And yes. Cats, Hogwarts! And in Cat's mind, magic. It's all real. It's incorrect. Bullshit. And yeah. devil and, mm-hmm. and Jesus. It, it's all real. It's all the same thing. It's the ebb and flow of the universe. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Way scarier. Way scarier. No, all right. Um, so the ring. Yeah. Not bad. Up there. Uh, next movie, Resident Evil. The first one with Mila Jovovich. I hate it. Eh, not that good. Yeah. Uh, C plus. Yeah. Dog yeah. Soldiers. Anybody seen Dog Soldiers? I have no idea what you no. just said. Nope. No. So Neil Marshall, who went on to direct episodes of Game of Thrones, he also directed The Descent, which is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. Oh, he directed oh. Dog Soldiers, which is a movie about uh, Scottish soldiers, uh, excuse me, British soldiers in the Scottish Highlands that, uh, ta- that get attacked by a group of uh, werewolves. Ooh. Fantastic movie. Uh, this movie is better than that. Cabin Fever, oh, well, the well. original one, with uh, directed by Eli Roth. Anyone have any podcast things to say about it, or anyone just going to do non, you know, speaking <laughs> movements? Well, wait, wait. I, he is, didn't it, see it. You just no, mentioned a movie I, that none of us have seen. Yeah, <laughs> none of you have Cabin seen Cabin Fever. Fever. Mm, oh no! no. So no? I've seen Cabin Fever. Uh, Judd Nelson's in that, correct? Am I? No, it's Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World. I Boy love. Okay, okay. Yes. yeah. Yes. Yes. Then uh, Cabin yes. Fever wins. Really? Just Good because of Ryder Strong. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just oh, you're contrarian, contrarian. Jesus Christ! What? No, no, no. Uh, Ryder Strong is handsome. Fear dot com, which is a movie that uh, you know, the title is one word. Fear dot com. So. That's disqualified. It's (laughs) stupid. Uh, Halloween Resurrection, which was the first Halloween movie to bring Jamie Lee Curtis back. Uh, I don't remember it really. Since Halloween 2. But I don't remember. Not that great. Not that great. I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the one that uh, introduces Paul Rudd as the kid. That was the first movie. That was The Neighbor. And he's all grown up, and he grows up to be Paul Rudd, which. Good for that kid. Uh, Eight-Legged Freaks. It's a movie about gigantic spiders with David Arquette. Yeah, from Scream movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's skip it. This movie is better than yep, that. Yep, let's just skip it. Uh, this is Starship Troopers. I haven't the, seen The Mothman Prophecies. The Mothman Prophecies. I love that movie. I Great haven't movie. seen that movie's it actually yet. Really, I actually think Richard Mothman Gears Prophecies. Richard Gere's in that? I, I don't know like where to watch it. I want to see good. it. I don't know where to see so, it. Uh, I'll go off on a little rant here. So the entire story of the Mothman is a scary fucking story if you read the whole thing. And it's been in books, and they did a movie about it, and the movie doesn't actually go into as much stuff as the book does. But it's still good. It's just a a very scary situation. Who wrote wrote the book, you know? Uh, John Keel is the John guy's Keel. name. John Keel. No, so it gives you that kind of like Slender Man kind of like mythology. There's a lot of myth behind Correct. Mothman. Correct. So Native American, uh, natural disasters that have happened in the country. Nuclear. And they had to cut it down to a 90-minute movie. Correct. Correct. And so they cut a lot of shit out. Is up. it nuclear radiation influence? Is it this? Is it that? It's, you know, some sort of weird Is it some sort of time that travel infl- thing? Yeah, you know, it, like... If you if you're not familiar with the Mothman story out of West Virginia, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Google it. There's a lot of information out there. Read it. Uh, Red Dragon is the next one, which was a long-awaited sequel to The Silence of the Lambs. Good movie. Hot take. 
Red Dragon is better than Silence of the Lamb. And I will tell you why. Not that hot. Not that hot. I you might don't actually, think so? Uh, no, I'm okay. saying I, I might actually agree with that. Uh, Ralph Fiennes is maybe a better version of a villain than uh, Anthony Hopkins. Well, I feel like he's the best method actor of our time as Ralph Fiennes. Rafe I'm not gonna, uh, Rafe, yeah. all right. oh, Rafe Rafe Fiennes Fuckface Fiennes um, <laughs> is amazing at method acting yeah. uh, you know what I won't disagree with you what other movies have you loved to make uh, Gangs of New York he was fantastic he's fat- fanta- fantastic uh, Voldemort he was Joy Harry Joy <laughs> Um, he's uh, the new Q in all the James Bond, right, new James right, Bond movies. Right, right. Uh, he's in, great. In, in Bruges. In oh, Bruges. I love Bruges. that movie. So oh, I love You're that. a fucking inanimate Also object. with Frank, who tragically dies in our movie. Uh, yes, tonight. yes. The, the uh, English patient. He's the, great at playing that role. The yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel. He's I hilarious that in that movie. That. Great movie. Great movie. Very so yeah, good, Ray Fiennes, good. good actor. Been in a yeah. lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, Red Dragon, worth seeing if you haven't seen it. And I wish uh, the Kat- whole moment where he has her in his house with like her mother's head in the corner, mm-hmm. where with, she's blind, blind and they're playing yeah. that whole part, and you're like, you feel like you've been led into something you shouldn't be watching, and you're like, get out of there, figure it out, like yeah. that. The, his move there, and then when he goes to the uh, the museum and he eats the red dragon painting, mm-hmm. is like, I, I, I don't know, one of the most intense cinematic. Scenes. Yeah. Scenes I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins scared you. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just living with Fama Beans. All right, so a couple more movies to talk about. Queen of the Damned came out in 2002. With Aaliyah? With yeah. Aaliyah. R.I.P. in peace, as Barstool would say. Um, fun fact about Aaliyah, before she was about to die... Her next album was going to be produced by one Trent Reznor. Really? Didn't happen. From Nine Inch Nails. Huh? From Nine Inch Nails. Did not happen. Uh, the only thing I remember about Queen of the Damned is the soundtrack. I remember the soundtrack was bomb. Yeah, because it leads Very, very good. Corn's on there, right? Correct. Corn's, Corn's on, on there. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Park's yeah. on there. A bunch of other artists. Uh, last movie from 2002 that I have. This is also a very good horror movie that I think is pretty scary. At least has a couple of very scary scenes. Is Signs. Yeah, Signs Which I know you're great. a fan of, yeah. Mel yep. Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, the mm-hmm. Joker. Oh, yep. Oscar winner, Joaquin Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, Oscar winner, Mel Gibson? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're talking about him, too? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever see Signs? It's one of my favorite movies of all time. We'll call it a horror movie, but I'll give you the sci-fi kind of uh, World of War. World yeah. Of, yeah, War of the Worlds type yeah. vibe. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's one of those movies where it has one of the all-time scariest scenes, right? Oh, where Joaquin yes. Phoenix is sitting in the closet and he's watching the TV coverage from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Vamanos! Vamanos, children! Vamanos! <laughs> Vamanos! Yeah, he backs into the closet. And when yeah. when that alien walks across the screen, you feel him jump, and you you're right, scared too. Right. Like so it's a scary I, I, scene. I was watching a um, an interview with uh, M Night Shyamalan, and that was a one take scene where Joaquin kind of like backed off on it, and he's like, "What I want you to do is like this is the scariest thing you've ever seen." And Joaquin backs into the closet, and he goes, "That's it. It's perfect." Mm-hmm. His well, M Night Shyamalan. 
really shot that that Mexico scene with the camcorder to give that kind of like really? personal vibe to it. Uh, 28 days later. couple of quick facts about this movie. Uh, many quick facts, excuse me. Just so you guys know, we were talking about the London scenes. Obviously, at the beginning of the movie, Killian Murphy, great actor in many things. Um, he is kind of wandering around London, and there's nobody else there, which is, in my opinion... The most memorable part of the movie is that all of that stuff because he's walking around, there's nobody there, it's just haunting and creepy and very good. So, for these scenes, they actually filmed them in London, and the police would close down the roads at 4 a.m., filming would begin immediately, and after an hour, the police would reopen the roads. Producers of this movie correctly predicted that uh, asking drivers. You know, mainly the people that were out clubbing in London till 4 a.m. because they're not in Taxachusetts and they can actually go out and club till 4 a.m. would be pissed off about this. So they got several extremely attractive young women. This is a direct quote from IMDb, including Danny Boyle's daughter, who was the director of this movie, uh, to make the to basically uh. to basically tell these people, "Hey, we're filming a movie. Fuck off. Relax." So Danny Boyle essentially whored out his uh, his attractive daughter to get these people to uh, settle down. Well, kind of a weird coincidence. Why wouldn't you? Not a weird coincidence, just a weird thing in general. Um, so when Killian Murphy wakes up in the hospital, it's a real hospital. Uh, See, so yeah, the hospital in the movie is real. Uh, yeah, whatever. Athletes were cast to play... <laughs> yeah, uh, the infected people, because the director felt that athletes can do things other people can't. They would be interesting to watch run around like the infected, okay? So Alex Garland uh, not only wrote 28 Days Later, but also uh, Annihilation, which was a movie that came out last year, which is very good. He also wrote uh, a number of other uh, horror and sci-fi things, including The Beach uh, Sunshine, oh. which is a Danny Boyle movie. He wrote uh, the Judge Dredd remake that came out in 2012. Because terrible. Ex Nothing. Machina. Uh, Ex Machina is a good movie. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. And you would be interested in this. Who's the director for Ex Machina? Uh, good question. I'll find out right now for you. Hold on. So it, it was directed, sure uh, directed by the uh, same guy. Wrote and directed by Alex Garland. Okay. Uh, there's also a new... Show on FX coming out called Devs. Devs, yep. it's, it's which is Nick I Offerman, saw, yeah. yep, Ron Swanson playing a serious character, which is directed and written by this guy Alex Garland, the only libertarian I care about. So I mean, unfortunately, this movie was, uh, you know, obviously it's a very realistic horror movie, despite what Cat may tell you. Yeah, it's uh, about <laughs> a lot of things that are very topical and relevant. Very well, Cat's opinion generally doesn't uh, is contrarian it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so it's it different. Really it, it's a different opinion. I'm going to go with most. doesn't matter for <laughs> 800 It's a different Alex. opinion than most. I, I think I bring a nice element to the table of a controversial opinion. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Correct. Can't argue with it. So Danny Boyle, the director, Can't and Alex Garland, the writer... Uh, looked into a lot of actual scenarios for this, which is kind of sobering, right? So they drew ideas from this uh, in terms of the, you know, dead people in the streets, all of the people that are, you know, infected, 
from unrest in Rwanda and Sierra Leone. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the footage that they took from the opening credits that show on the TV when you know the uh, the activists are going into the animal facility uh, were actually drawn from real things, which is you know obviously that sucks. Uh, but it's just it's kind of crazy because it just goes back to the fact that this is based on real type of fears that are you know. I feel like that uh, that adds to the realism of the movie, though, is because yeah. you can tell that that's... I've seen these images growing up. Mm-hmm. I've seen the Rwanda. I've seen the Lyon mm-hmm. images. It's kind of ingrained in your brain, like the exactly. horrors of society. So they, they basically, ingrained you know... Ingrained in your membrane. They, they drew from that, and then obviously they're from Britain, and they through a lot of the, uh, like, Northern Ireland, those, right, right. you know, slaughters, that type of thing, which was interesting to hear. Um, but they actually didn't use any footage of actual dead bodies in any of that, which they specifically asked to be cut out, which, you know, I can understand that. Um, the shot where Jim, Killian Murphy, sees the dead mother holding onto her dead baby right after he wakes up and he's kind of trying to figure out what, what's going on. That was actually based on a real photograph that Danny Boyle, the director, saw of a mass of Kurdish bodies that had been gassed and thrown into a pit. Ugh. Ugh, yeah, exactly. That's really, yeah. Um, so the rage virus, right? That's obviously a huge part of this movie. The design, quote-unquote, the design for these symptoms of the movie, of the rage virus, were based on Ebola. Which you know right we from talked the hot about. Zone. Yep. yep, it's uh, communicable in all primates, which means you know any sort of ape and oh, also humans. Oh, so I wasn't humans. so far off when you asked me earlier. You were like, "So what's the disease that they all have?" And I was like, "It's Ebola." And no, you're like, well, I, no, I, I, I asked. it's rage. And it's like, well, no, it really is kind of Ebola. Okay, like, in the so same if you want, if you want to go, swine flu, flu, or it's bird flu. If you want to go there, the reason I was asking is because you just I watched this movie recently. And I wanted to see if you had actually been paying attention. That's the only reason why. That's the oh, only reason why. Okay. Great. Um, so, yeah, the, the disease is based <laughs> on Ebola. Ebola is transmitted through blood. Right. And it leads to a rash, red eyes, and both internal and external hemorrhaging, which is are the exact, the symptoms, exact same symptoms yeah. of this movie. So this movie is a quote-unquote zombie movie only in terminology, Right. So uh, Alex Garland and Danny Boyle both felt that the notion of the living dead wanting to eating uh, wanting to eat people's eating brains was outdated. So one of the original factors behind uh, zombie movies was a fear of nuclear power back in the fifties and the sixties. Obviously, these fears aren't as prevalent anymore, and it's possible uh, that. Garland and Boyle both concluded that one of the biggest fears in modern society is the fear of disease, which I think is especially relevant today. And yeah. uh, especially yeah. a viral apocalypse such as Ebola, uh, mad cow disease, SARS, any of the diseases that have kind of propped over the last few years. So they basically were you know, inspired by these incidents. Uh, anthrax was another one. And bioterrorism, they all took influence from all of these types of events. Uh, you know, to kind of form the idea for 28 Days Later. So Alex Garland and Danny Boyle both felt also the idea of, you know, the quote-unquote zombie virus rendering people zombie-like 
was also outdated. So they turned it into an uncontrollable rage that was a good metaphor for contemporary phenomenon. That's why they call it rage. Social rage. For example, road rage, air rage, hospital rage, etc. Uh, they like the idea so much that the virus simply amplifies something already in each and every man and woman rather than turning into the... the whatever. whatever. Uh, so basically they turn the idea of road rage and people being pissed off about everything into uh, something that was, you know, transmittable by virus. Contagion. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Which, you know... <laughs> okay. Right. Sorry. Do you do you want to run? Do you want to run this podcast? I'm the mad run? cow in the mad cow rage. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. You're just a mad cow. <laughs> we'll just fucking do your thing then. Okay. Cool. Okay. So this movie, 28 Days Later, is, is it scary? Start with you, cat. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's scary. Yeah. I think it's scary because it's uh something. You're a good. podcast host. Can you elaborate or no? Oh my goodness. Michael, there's so much passion in your voice right now that it's really intimidating mm-hmm. me. Um but I'll I'll keep on track. So um yeah, I think it's scary. Um because it could potentially happen someday, you know? Like that's within the next real, like two weeks. Within what two weeks? Coronavirus. The next two weeks, I said. Why you think it could happen in the next tomorrow? two weeks? <laughs> the next month? The next you think 28 this could, days? You think the zombie apocalypse is going to happen in the next two weeks? What's going to happen? In- I mean, should I be stocking up on wine? Is it? What are you talking about? So co- you think you're predicting the zombie apocalypse is going to happen a co- in the next a co- two weeks? Zombie apocalypse is happening? You're stocking up on wine? That's what he A co-worker brought up to me today. He shall remain nameless. That no, his people, people are stocking up on food as they should. They should also be stocking up on toilet paper because what happens to that food when it comes, you know, through your system? If you run out of toilet paper, that's a big problem. Wow, well, big I guess problem. we should be. I'm gonna problem. put that on the grocery list. This well, no, week. no. Is this movie scary? Very scary. One oh six. Very. Very scary. I think this movie is very realistic. All it takes is, instead of the disease, it takes some sort of outbreak, some sort of lapse of judgment, some sort of, I don't know, it takes some sort of humanity to fuck it up for it to be just released into the world. Yeah. I I couldn't agree with that more because... Like I said, this movie is not necessarily about the virus. It's about the virus, but it's also about the breakdown of society after Correct. things have and ended. That's, that's way scarier than any. Which I feel like virus. is the majority of what post apocalyptic shit is about. Right. What happens and what people do after this shit ends civilization. Yeah, it's scary to think about. Obviously, there's a lot of social commentary there, but yeah, I agree. It's it's a scary movie. Seth, do you think this movie's scary? I'm going to say no, and not for the reason that you think I'm going to say no. Filling in for Andrew, so you can say that Andrew doesn't think anything's scary? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's, uh, it's relieving. Mm-hmm. And that may say fucked up, but um, I think this is what we deserve. Like, to be honest, like, we deserve this. Like, we've destroyed we, we've, the earth We've and... done so much and fucked with so much that this is, like, what should happen to us. 
it probably is what's going to happen to us, to be honest. And it's it, it's nothing to do with like being the slowest, but if you're just fast enough to get away from the slowest person, I mean, if you if you're, you're fine. if you're a doomsday sayer for a person, correct? What is the most likely scenario that brings down humanity? It's something it's like probably this. a virus, correct? A yeah. virus, yeah. something man-made, mm-hmm. something where people are fucking with stuff they shouldn't be fucking with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was more scary, but it was more like. It gave me the feeling of like a realist kind of like point of view, uh, albeit dramatic and overdone. Sure. It's but something to this extent should happen to humanity, <laughs> in my opinion. You mean aside from the uh, the luring of uh, luring of females to a military base for sexual well, enslavement. Well, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's already happened. We had the Joy Division happen in World War Two, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, that shit has already happened. Uh, yes, I don't think there should be any female luring, um, but the rest of it, I feel like, should happen, yeah. and probably will at some point. Maybe not in our lifetime, but well, like I said, this is definitely the most likely scenario. Like, if you if you think the world's going to end, this it's not going to be an asteroid that hits the Earth like a dinosaur, like when, like if we're dinosaurs. It's not going to be anything else. It's going to be man made, yeah. man made, hundred percent. So you can argue that it's climate change. If you believe in climate change, you can argue that it's uh, a disease. You can argue that it's something al- along the lines of like. Uh, Wait a minute, you can. There's an agreement about climate change. Isn't that just like what happens? Yeah, no, no. Oh, okay. No, I'm I was not, just checking. I'm, not looking I'm just, I'm just making sure. No, no. Um, <laughs> Stop squeaking in your chair. Oh my God! Buy a new chair, please. <laughs> if the apocalypse happens and I have to die in this goddamn chair, I'm going to be very upset because it squeaks way too goddamn much. I love this chair, but not enough for that. I personally. Uh, I do find this movie scary for a couple of reasons. I think that it's very plausible. I know Kat has talked in the past about how uh, realistic movies are. And I think this is a very realistic scenario. This is not something that's super far-fetched. Yeah. Um, I also think that the way that Danny Boyle uses the camera work to let you know the zombies are coming is very scary. Uh, the camera zooms in very quickly, almost like Evil Dead-like, and they fly in. I'm sorry, is something funny? <laughs> this chair needs to This chair is Sorry, I need to leave. You can't sit still. <laughs> no, I am sitting still. That's the problem. No, you're not. If you were, it wouldn't be making any noise. <laughs> I'm sorry. I moved like, my butt a millimeter. It's incorrect on my part. Great. This movie's scary. Yeah, it's scary when uh, they're in the, his parents' house, his parents are dead, and the zombies come flying through the window. Okay. Great. That's cool. a great, great synopsis of the movie. Why didn't yeah. you say that from the beginning, Michael? What are all the questions about? Because we're in an audible format and people want to hear <laughs> us elaborate on do certain they, topics. Do they? Do They're they? listening do to they? a podcast they? 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 to hear people elaborate about it. All so, right. yes, the well, answer is yes. Continue. Conclude. Kat, do you have a favorite scene in this movie or no? Should I just favorite skip you? Favorite scene. Um, my favorite scene. Skipped. Craig. It. So my favorite scene, or my favorite death? Did we already talk about my favorite death? No, your favorite scene. What's your favorite scene in the movie? Favorite scene. Is that, can it be a death? It can be. It can be anything. Favorite Um, scene in the movie. I liked when the guy killed the guy with his thumbs and his eyes. Nice. Eye gouging. I like that part. Great scene. I thought that was pretty, uh, that's one of the... Biggest pieces I remember that. Got to be one of the worst ways to go. Yeah. 
Craig, I know you've said in the past that you uh, your worst. We talked about this on Phobia's episode. Burning Drowning away. is the worst way to go, and you said Seth that burning is the worst way uh, to yeah. go. Would you rather be burned or drowned, burned. or have your eyeballs gouged out like that guy? Burned, burned, burned. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be gouged, gouged. You rather your eyeballs? No, God, no, 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 no. I'd no, rather. You're not even gonna die. It's gonna just like. I think I'd rather drown like than days. both. Wait, I think gouged then. Well, yeah, but you're still not gonna die though no, 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 until like you starve to death. Ah, you have some pretty serious internal bleeding. You're not gonna die. No, what's going to happen is your eyes have been crushed now, so you can't see anything. You're in a mortally wounded position, and it's going to take days or weeks if they leave you in that shape to unless die. They, unless they push their thumbs into your brain, then you're dead. Yeah. I'm, I'm really not even moving at this no, point in time. It's fine. I'm honestly trying to make you squeak more, and it's not. Um, so who didn't go for their favorite part of the movie? I, I have two favorite scenes. Go ahead. So the one where Killian Murphy is... Figures out in the square what's going on. Mm-hmm. He sees all the, uh, have you seen this person? Uh, this is my loved one. He's starting to, like, figure out what's going on. And the scene inside the church where he, like, really figures out what's going on. When the priest is running at him. And me and Mike have talked whether the priest is running into, even though he's been taken over by the virus, is he running into a moral dilemma? Mm-hmm. He's a little bit slower than every other um, yeah, person. Yeah, not that's as fast. Yeah, they're really trying to drive home that point of like a moral dilemma. And Killian Murphy is deciding the same thing too. Which do I attack this person? Am I backing off? There's a lot of things to be said about that movie. Yeah. in that one scene. Agreed. In my opinion. So no, another fact about this movie. <laughs> um, quick thing. So. When he's walking through London, abandoned London, and he sees that billboard with all of the lost people, what did that remind you of? Gave me a shot of the dead feel, but that like is after that moment. What real life thing did that give you a vibe of? Uh, well, probably the nine eleven. Yes, yeah. yes. So apparently, when this movie came out, there was some controversy because of that scene. And well, what, wasn't the, that scene on the same? It was that, so. So it was actually filmed. This whole movie was shot before nine eleven happened, and a, it came out after nine eleven. So people thought this was intentionally a you know a, a response yeah, a response, a response right. to nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't. But you can totally see where people might get that impression. So you know. People are going to get offended about everything, and they were kind of offended. The internet was outraged about that. So I just thought what, that, was, that was interesting. It, it, it definitely, I, I got, the first time I saw it, I was I got some 9-11 vibes, and it just wasn't about that because it hadn't actually come out. Um, but anyway, so we were just talking about favorite scenes, right? Anybody else yeah. have one? No, you go. Um I just thought the the beginning of it, the scenes of abandoned London were unbelievable. Great, great shots. The fact that they the keep, shot that, the shot that, through that they, the uh, that through, they can actually pull that off. Yeah, the shot the shot through itself. the double decker bus, like looking at Kelly and Murphy, mm-hmm. like that shot through the broken glass, or even just an iconic scene that they mm-hmm. shut down fucking London. Yeah, are you kidding? Um, we also always talk about cast replacements. So if you could replace anybody in this movie with another actor 
or actress, or the actresses might like to be called actors. You know, hey, it's 2020. Would you be able to replace any of them? With who and why? Before I say that, or before I, I let you guys ru- run guy, off on that. The main guy should be Ewan McGregor. Funny you say that. Funny you say that. It's almost as if you read the outline for one. I did read your outline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when they were casting for this movie, uh, Ewan McGregor was the original choice to play Jim. Uh, but he and director Danny Boyle had a falling out at the time over The Beach, which was a uh, really weird movie that came out in 2000. Leonardo. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. Uh, McGregor was supposed to play the lead until he was replaced by DiCaprio. Uh, they've, sets, they've since reconciled, apparently. After that didn't work out, the role was also offered to Ryan Gosling, who declined due to a scheduling conflict. Good. I think he would have he would have sucked. He, uh, no I idea. I feel like he wouldn't have been great for that movie. Um, Only because he just had the recent success. I feel like Leo's Leo Leo Leo's too pretty for this movie. So's Gosling. Killian Murphy was a good choice. Was a good choice. He was a good choice. Um Ewan McGregor would have been good as the main character, he would have been. I think, but yeah. I, I think they specifically cast actors in this movie that didn't necessarily look like movie stars, because they right. wanted it to look realistic, they wanted to have people in this movie that were, yeah, that's you know, a good point, kind of, would look like how it would be after the, you know, after the world ended, right? Right, right, right. Plus, so, plus kind of thing. Anybody yeah. have anybody in this movie that they hated for an actor that would uh, they would like to have somebody replace? I didn't hate this actress, but I felt like Rosario Dawson could have played that female part really well because she's hotter than Naomi Harris. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I mean, I might disagree. Naomi Harris is hot, but Rosario Dawson has played roles that are similar to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe would have brought. Like, I don't know if I'd replace her. I don't even know if I'd replace much of this cast. I feel like it was casted yeah. very well. It would have been interesting to see what she would have done with the role. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that she would have been better or worse. Um, but attractiveness. I don't know. It, it's it's all in your flavor there. Okay. But, yeah. Well, I, I feel like the more attractive actor would take uh, less away from the movie. It's realistic for a reason yeah. because there's average-looking average people right. um, playing the star roles. So you should have been in it. Mm. I should have been in it. Mm. I'm average Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have been in it because I'm average-looking. Yeah. Thanks, crew. Awesome. Yeah. Good job. Go, Good Craig. Job. Uh, yeah. I, nice. think you are, I think you have movie star-style looks, Craigie. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Michael. Catherine, what about you? Anybody I already, I already chimed in. I said you and McGregor would have been better as the main guy because the main think, guy Mike? sucked. Do you have any character? Um, no, I thought every, I thought everybody was perfect. I, I just think, was throwing it out there. Well, for like, I, I what just, would have been like uh, like a celebrity choice in this? Like, if you had to pick a, like a character, Ricky like, Martin. If it just were, for if fun, it, just it, for fun. If it were me, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen. I'm a, in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have seen a uh, zombie character shout out, like in Zombieland with Bill Murray, for example. Oh, okay. I would have loved to have seen some sort of famous British actor yeah. or actress 
uh, be like, a... Like Terry Gilman or something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Like somebody yeah. famous. Helen like Mirren That would have been cool. Helen <laughs> Yeah. Obviously, it would have been oh, a, a tough sell back in 2002. Nobody knew who Danny Boyle was. Nobody knew what this movie was. It would have been a tough sell. But, with that being said, I thought that would have been cool. Uh, what was the best death in this movie? Catherine. The one with the... Yeah, the, you the, talked about the, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I With the, about uh, the eye gouging. Craigie, what about you? Uh, I think the uh, the colonel at the end of the movie who finally gets just Gleason. eaten. Mm-hmm. Eaten out of the back uh, windshield. At the oh, end of the movie. yeah. Because yeah. you're just waiting for him to die the entire time. You're like, you're mm. a piece of shit. Like that whole militaristic. Christopher Ecklickson? Yeah, I can't see any other point of view mm-hmm. except for mine. So. Yeah. I think yeah. the uh, Gleason death would have been not my favorite death, but the most dramatic of all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You really rooted for him and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And like watching him realize that, like, oh, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. That part, and then Killian Murphy like realizing like what he's got to do. Yeah, it's one of the most like dramatic parts of that whole movie. Yeah, in my opinion. it's borderline, you know, not quite heart wrenching, but like you know, a you understand bit. like okay, this guy just got a little bit of blood in his eye, and he knows automatically that he's dead. So here he is talking to his daughter. Hey, honey, I love you. My life's about to end, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, whatever. Get away from me! Yes. And you love, and the the whole movie makes you really like his character. Mm-hmm. So that's like one of the hardest losses in the movie is it's his. I feel like every movie that Brendan Gleeson is in, he plays a likable character. Well, he plays the one where he's like the priest and he ends up getting killed by that kid. Uh, you Rouge. ever see that one? <laughs> no, no, the one where he like... It's like an Irish movie, and one of the main characters has been like sexually abused by a priest, not him. And it's like he takes it out on this priest and like kills him on a beach. Oh no! I so like that. every movie I've ever seen with him, and he dies like very dramatically, and it's very sad. Damn. When he dies, in Bruges, I don't feel bad for him. He thinks he kills the midget. Right. Oh no, he thinks he kills the kid, but it's a midget. Yeah. Right. It's my right. favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right. What are you talking about? Couple more questions before we wrap up. Sorry, I'm rambling. MVP of the movie. I will start. I think the MVP of this movie is Danny Boyle, the director. I feel like just the way this movie is shot, the way that he sold this on such a low budget, the shots of abandoned London, the reemergence of the fast moving zombies, unbelievable. So Danny Boyle killed it in this movie, in my opinion. Seth, anyone? Uh, I would go Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy really made his name in this movie. And if you look at his repertoire, uh, the man has has killed it ever since this movie. Okay, fair enough. Craigie? Oh, I kind of like Killian Murphy. It's it's weird seeing him because I mainly know him by the... uh, you know, the the evil guy in the Batman movies, Scarecrow. but the Scarecrow, of source. But uh, to see him in the hero aspect, it's it's interesting. But he's still, he's still kind of badass at the end. You know, he kills it. Okay. Literally. <laughs> Fair enough. Last thing to talk about here is the ending of this movie. Obviously, there's the theatrical ending, which is what's on... And this movie, by the way, is on Hulu streaming. Do you want to watch it? <clears throat> if you haven't seen it in a while... 
there are multiple endings to this movie. Yes! Which I thought yes. was awesome. Yes. That's like the best part of the movie when you like you see and you're like, oh my god, there's 20 minutes left, and you're like, no way the credits are 20 more minutes, and you fast forward, and you're like, oh my god, there's more! And you're like, yes! It's so exciting, it's such a great Easter egg. Like, at the end, when you're like, oh, let's see what else they have at the end of the credits, you're like, yes! It's so, so, fu- it's so it's funny great. to hear you're it's so, so excited about a movie that you hated for an, an No, I love extra endings! I think it's so fun! I love that. It's It's my favorite. So the original, or like little little bits at the end. I mean, the it's so fun. Original ending of this movie, uh, basically after they you know get out of the military base at the end, it says twenty eight days later again, and it shows Jim recovering at a remote cottage while the infected are shown dying of starvation. Just it looks like they're in Ireland or something. There's Somewhere a jet flying green. overhead. Jim, Selena, and Hannah, the little girl. They're basically working on a big sheet that says hello, and they finally get it done. They spread it out over a big yard they have for uh, property, and the jet flying over the top sees them and is coming down to rescue them. That's the original ending. Did they actually come down to rescue them, or did you say, like, at the end it says, you think they saw us? It's implied... So, I, I guess, uh, and I, I wrote well, this it, about the ending. They say, they make a joke about it. Do you think they saw us this time? Because mm. it flies directly over them while they made a giant sheet that says, Good point. hello. So. I guess it was intentionally done, the end of the movie, uh, when it actually cuts to the jets. It's in Finnish language, mm-hmm. and they actually say, let's circle back around. That's what it, that's what it uh, you know. Gotcha. So, sure. You know. It's implied that they do get rescued. But, and then... Mm-hmm. There's an the alternative ending, ending where dun. basically after Jim gets shot by so the military the credits, guys... So you wait, you, you finish the movie, and then there's all these like super boring credits, and at the very end, then all of a sudden they flash back to the scene where... Uh, Jim dies at the hospital instead of being instead of living. They so go basically, into the hospital. The, so it was a, it was the, other, the other ending yes. is the exact same ending with just um, with him dying. What's her name? Uh, Selena going. and Hannah, the two females, without Jim. They get him to the hospital, and yeah, then they're like, dies. "They're like, oh, let's get all this stuff." And you're sitting there wondering, you're like, "How do they know what stuff to get and what to put in him and whatever?" And they're like, "We'll save him. We'll save him." And they put all the stuff in him. They have an IV. They have this, that, and whatever. And it's a completely empty hospital, and they go to try to save him, and he just stops. He stops breathing. He dies, oh. and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, shit!" So like you're like, "So what?" And then it just ends. So you're like, so what happened? Did he die in the hospital, mm-hmm. or did he, like, is it is he, was the other one like a dream of him? Maybe he did die in the hospital, and that was his fantasy of like someday getting rescued. And I mean, well, that's you the wonder. point. That's yeah. part of the al- alternative, right? It's give two different perspectives, right? So, that was cool. That which was one, really which one cool. Did you like more? I liked him getting rescued, obviously, but yeah, I liked happen, that they yeah, had a different ending makes me question what actually happened, well, which is it's nice. It's not based in reality. Right. But, I mean, they don't tell you what actually happened. 
at the so, end. You're, you guess. And the, you... the answers are in this movie, apparently. Do you think, watching this movie, that the virus is contained to England, or do you think it is worldwide? I think, honestly, uh, if this is a real-life situation, that the virus, nature would find a way to extinct humanity, if that's what it was meant to mm. do. Sure. Yeah. It's very Jurassic Park-ish, like, nature will find a way. Like, and you think science. it's you think it's the same for this movie? So you think that it's everywhere? Uh, no, no, I don't think immediately, because one of the... What do you think for this movie? Do you think that the, the, the virus is I think, everywhere? Or do I you think, think they gave you I that think it's first... contained. I think they give you that they give first Mad Max movie. Yeah. I don't know if anyone here like, likes the Mad Max movies. But yes. the first one... They gave you that vibe that, like, oh, everything's good, everything's cool, but, like, you kind of knew that it wasn't really contained. Mm-hmm. And same thing Resident Evil did. Same okay. thing, which came out, what, the same year? Uh, yeah, the first same one. Year, yep. yeah. Well, the yeah. video games are out before that, but yeah. The first well, yeah, movie, but yeah. the first movie came out the same Correct. time. Gave you that kind of apocalyptic vibe. So, on the endings, one more thing. There was a radical alternative ending that was never actually filmed, storyboarded, where apparently when they get to the point where uh, Brendan Gleeson's character gets the blood in his eye, he turns, and instead of going to a military base, they there's a, a hospital they can go to with a doctor that apparently has the cure. And, again, they never shot this. But they take him there, and essentially what they say is that the the way to cure the disease is a complete blood transfusion. So Killian Murphy's character gives himself up to allow Brendan Gleeson's character to continue life on with his daughter. Uh, he gives him the complete blood transfusion, and they do inherently it inherently taking the disease. Yes. And... Yep. But obviously, ah, they, it was it's interesting. Very weird. weird ending. Completely different movie. If they shot it that way, they huh. just never did. So yeah, interesting. Interesting alternate ending, just uh, as a way to, you know, look at it. So, uh, anyone have any other thoughts about Twenty Eight Days Later, the coronavirus? Anything else we've talked about? No, it's all gonna fucking happen. Uh, no one go outside. Wash yeah, your fucking hands. We should hands. start um, just wash buying your hands. more yeah, wine. Yeah, the lesson for sure is to wash your hands, you what? fucking slobs. <laughs> yeah. Wash your hands. Some wash your hands. Some, some Purell. Yeah. 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 Use, use I hands. Work in, I work in a restaurant. The amount of people that I see that don't wash their hands after they go to the bathroom is appalling. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting to me. So, yeah. So, Craig Keller works at me. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I think if that's all we got. Thanks again for listening to America's Hometown Horror Podcast. Uh, you can find us on the following social media platforms. On Twitter, at Hometown Horror. On Instagram, at Hometown Horror Pod. You can also email us with uh, show suggestions, statements of outrage, statements of support, whatever the fuck else, at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, and wherever the fuck else you may find your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and have a good night. Say goodbye, everybody! Bye, everybody!
Thanks for listening, and if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Art Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus, we have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and of course, Art. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners, and thanks for listening.